Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, sports editor at Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Let's uh, let's both recap my game from Friday night and try to make sense of the District 96A playoff picture because guess what? It looks like we are headed to another fascinating finish to the District 96A football schedule. Um, yeah, for those who have not heard um, about just the sequence of events that uh, went down on Friday night, um, up is down, down is up. Everything that we thought we knew about this district has um, is basically been uh, been vanquished, and we are now left with a uh, with three teams vying for one playoff spot, and all of a sudden now, um, things have gotten very, very interesting. If you're a resident of uh, for Plano Senior High School or uh, or McKinney or McKinney Boyd, because um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the stakes have uh, have ramped up significantly. So um, yeah, just to kind of give you all an idea as to where things are at with um, with one week left in the regular season. Um, Currently, Plano Senior and McKinney are tied for fourth place in the district. Yes, this was a uh, you know Plano, which was uh, which was tied for second place just two weeks ago. They have um, the the injury bug has bit the Wildcats at the absolute worst possible time. They have dropped two straight, including a twenty eight to zero loss to McKinney Boyd on Friday. Um, Plano has uh, has gone from perhaps having an outside shot at finishing second in this district to all of a sudden now being tied for fourth place at three and three with McKinney. McKinney who scored. A, uh, a pretty significant upset over Jesuit on Friday, 24 to 21, to keep its playoff hopes alive. And then you have McKinney Boyd, which was just kind of left for dead a few weeks ago, and wouldn't you know it? But they're the Broncos in sixth place, one game back at two and four. They're still alive, and all three teams have like realistic paths to the playoffs, albeit some more feasible than others. Um, so that's, I mean, since again we're. You know, we're in full-on, you know, playoff projection mode right now, so it almost feels like that's the ramifications of the games on Friday, you know, took on more of a more significance in the actual, like, games themselves. Um, so where um, where things are at right now, said Plano and McKinney are tied for fourth at 3-3. Three and three. Of those two, Plano has the head-to-head over McKinney because of that wild and crazy game a few weeks ago that spanned two days because of the weather that Plano was able to win 56-49. to 49. So because Plano has the head-to-head, they still control their own destiny. So as as tough as these last couple weeks have been for the Wildcats, they can at least take solace in that of those three teams that are still in contention for that last playoff spot, Plano is the only one that controls its own destiny. They simply just need a win next week, and they're in. Um, it's who they play, though, where uh, where things get a little bit inter- interesting because they close against Prosper, um, a Prosper team that has, um, you know, uh, they, they took their lumps to Allen and they took their lumps to Jesuit. You know, they lost, uh, I believe the score was 35-7 uh, to 7 to Allen, and then earlier in the year they got hammered by Jesuit 41-14. to 14. So Prosper, a clear-cut third-best team in the district right now um, when you consider how they've just laid waste to everybody else in the district. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be, uh, you know, few 
fuming coming off a, a very uh, disappointing performance against Allen. Um, so that's that's going to be a tall order for Plano for reasons that I'll get to in a bit when I uh, you know start talking about the game against Boyd. But then you have, on the other end, the crosstown showdown between the two McKinney ISD schools, McKinney and Boyd. That game took on a whole new life in the, uh, in the wake of what happened on Friday because if Plano loses to Prosper, then the winner of the McKinney-McKinney-Boyd game gets that last playoff spot. So, um, yeah, again, a game between two teams that, again, this is a game that a couple weeks ago, it looked like it was going to mean nothing. And all of a sudden now, wouldn't you know it, but both McKinney and Boyd have very, very, very feasible roads to the playoffs because Prosper is uh, is going to be a decisive favorite against Plano. So, I mean, all of a sudden, you got to be feeling great if you're one of those two McKinney schools. Um, and if you're Plano, I mean, again, like I said, you just need a win. That's all. You have to take care of that end of the equation, and you're good. But um, So we can now start talking about this game against uh, against Boyd because obviously 28 to 0 is a very 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 deflating result when you consider the role that this Plano team had been on and it all kind of starts with again when you look at the zero again this is the first time since uh, since 2015 that Plano has been uh, has been shut out and with the uh, with the strides that that offense had been making this season I mean putting up a goose egg against any team in this district you know just seemed like a you know didn't even seem like it was on the radar but um, you know for those who um, weren't privy the big storyline for Plano coming into this game was how is the passing game going to acclimate without its two leading wide receivers uh, Jaden Chambers and Nolan Williams and then to compound matters Plano didn't have Christian Sabatini its star tight end on Friday as well who is their third leading receiver so yeah so just to make matters worse now I mean you've got the three guys that have been at the center of your uh, of your passing game this season gone and I mean when I say the centerpiece I mean it's their production looms so large this season so entering Friday's game uh, Plano quarterback Oliver Towns had thrown for 1,639 yards of that yardage 1,310 had gone to either Chambers, Williams, or Sabatini. That's just a shade under 80%. So, I mean, yeah, it's essentially a brand new passing offense for Plano. Um, You know, and again, you know, not the most ideal time for the injury bug to surface, especially um, at a position where... uh, they could just ill afford to lose, um, you know, lose the guys that they've been going to. That was so reliant on those three guys, and yeah, I mean, you you saw the uh, the consequences on Friday, and uh, it was uh, it was not pretty. McKinney Boyd holds Plano to just 192 total yards of offense, um, 83 on the ground, 109 through the air. You know, Plano completes, you know, just a shade under 50% of its passes, 14 of 29. And um, and then the uh, the turnovers mount late as Plano got down, you know, a couple scores and had to take some chances. And, um, and yeah, the Boyd secondary is um, is pretty solid, you know, despite their, uh, you know, the win-loss record hasn't been, uh, you know, nothing to write home about for the Broncos. But there is a lot of talent on that defense, for sure. That defense has had some moments. I mean, whether it was weather-related or whatnot, they, they only allowed 24 points to Allen the week prior. Which I mean, considering the role that Allen can get on against teams, I mean that's pretty incre- pretty impressive, you know, holding them to just 24 points. They held Prosper to just three points in the first half um, of their game, uh, three or six points, I forget. But um, I mean, either way, it was. I mean, they've had flashes of brilliance on defense. Their big issue is that the offense just hasn't been able to sustain drives long enough to give that defense any time to rest. You know, I saw that firsthand in the game against Jesuit when it felt like uh, it felt like Jesuit outsnapped uh, McKinney Boyd. About three to one, four to one in that game, 
um, just because, yeah, I mean, the offense couldn't sustain drives. The defense gassed out, and then, you know, that's where they end up losing these games pretty lopsided there in the second half. But, you know, you saw a, uh, you know, a much better job by the offense giving, you know, the uh, the Boyd defense time to, you know, recoup in between drives. And, I mean, yeah, Boyd's defense has been, you know, pretty solid all season. And this was, I mean, nothing, I mean, honestly, when you consider how depreciated Plano was in the passing game, there was really nothing out there to deter Boyd from just stacking the box and just honing in on shutting down the run. And they did a great job with that. You know, Plano only had 83 rushing yards the second time in, a, in as many weeks that they've struggled to get that ground game going. And, um, you know, you could see early on that both teams really made it a point to try and establish the run. I mean, obviously with Plano, despite the fact that they've made these strides passing the ball, that run game is still, you know, kind of the heartbeat of their offense. And with Boyd, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, they're not a team that wants to throw the ball 15, 20 times a game. They want to rely on, you know, that uh, that multi-pronged run game with uh, with Jake, Jake Fex. Jatila Shaw was back in action on Friday. And then the quarterback, Carter Whitefield, is also a threat to run out of the backfield as well. Um, and, yeah. They were, I mean, just as far as which team was able to do and kind of a, uh, you know, kind of impose their game plan early on. Yeah, I mean, you just got the sense that Boyd was having much more success in that capacity. Uh, Jake Fex had a really solid game for them early on. They did a good job mixing in the quarterback draws with Whitefield, and um, they didn't have to throw the ball much at all early on. And you know, with uh, with Plano, they just they tried running on first and second down. They'd end up getting into third and long, and they just couldn't stretch the field without Nolan Williams and Jaden Chambers and Sabatini, the guys that have been so reliable in that capacity. And it just, you know, Plano had to basically play a completely different style of offense for this game, which it's the second to last week in the season, and you're playing a, a high-stakes game against a team that's fighting for its playoff lives. Not exactly the most ideal time to be going through this, uh, you know, this, uh, this, you know, kind of on the fly transition on offense, but that's uh, that's just the hand that Plano's been dealt with this, uh, you know, this late season injury bug. Um, so yeah, and then you know Boyd was able to get a 7-0 lead. You know, in the uh, in the first quarter, they capitalized on a Plano turnover. You know, they got down in the red zone. Then Carter Whitefield, I just mentioned, success on the quarterback draw. He scores on a uh, on a 16 yard run. And, um, and yeah, and that's the score that holds until halftime. And then, you know, you come out of the break and, you know, Plano gets the ball. They, um, they actually do some, they actually have some success running the ball to start the third quarter. They, um, one wrinkle that they, uh, they went to that didn't show at all in the first half was using Tylen Hines as a Wildcat quarterback. Just direct snap to Tylen Hines with, you know, with three, four wideouts spread out. And he was able to still pick up some decent chunks of yardage. You know, they worked their way down, you know, into Boyd territory to around the 40, 42 yard line. Line, and then they uh, they face fourth and two, and you know at a time you could maybe make a case whether to punt it, whether to you know since their defense technically had only allowed seven points, so maybe you know pin them back deep and hope you can win the battle of field position, or maybe you take a chance and go for it given that you've had some success running the ball this drive, and you know and maybe you can uh, again come closer to getting on the board. Um, nevertheless, Plano decides to punt, and they uh, you know any hopes of being able to maintain field position goes out the window in a hurry as as Carter Whitefield finds Jake Fex on a, what might have been a wheel route down the sideline. And uh, he picks up 48 yards on there to move them deep into Plano territory. And then a few plays later, Boyd faces its own fourth down predicament as they're facing fourth and one from the seven-yard line. So it would have been a chip shot field goal and would have given them a, a two-score lead. But they keep the offense on the field. They take that chance and the gamble pays off as Whitefield scores on a seven-yard touchdown run. And it's 14-0. And 
right then and there, just given the way that Plano had been moving the ball, they, um, you know, they did a good job of getting into Boyd territory. They, uh, I want to say, even after falling down 14-0, they got the ball into Boyd territory over their next three or four possessions, but they just they couldn't even get in the red zone. They would always stall out around the 35-40 yard line, and then the uh, the turnovers began to mount as um you know as Oliver Towns threw three interceptions all coming in the fourth quarter. It was uh, Jaden Shaw, Peyton Shaw, um, Matteo Bianchi. I mean they had um I mean yeah it was a lo- lots of plays being made by the uh, by the back end of the Boyd defense, and then they uh, they were able to put this one away with a pair of touchdown passes. In the uh, in the fourth quarter, you had a uh, Kareem Coleman. You know, despite Boyd being backed into like second and twenty-one, um, you know, uh, Whitefield is still able to find Kareem Coleman relatively open in the corner of the end zone for a twenty-five-yard touchdown. And then late in the game, they um, you know they score on a uh, on a play-action pass from Whitefield to Jack Hagan, which had the entire Plano defense uh, you know napping. Hagan was wide open down the uh, down the left seam for an easy easy touchdown and. Ultimately, Boyd wins this one going away for their, um, yeah, I'd say what is hands down the biggest win of, uh, of their season under, uh, under first-year head coach Joe McBride. And all of a sudden, uh, yeah, the Broncos are, uh, again, they, uh, they need Plano to lose to Prosper. And if they can beat McKinney, then just like that, this Boyd team that was, again, had been left for dead a few weeks ago, you know, they have, uh, then they'll be in the playoffs. It's, it's insane to think now in hindsight the road that we've, uh, you know, things have gotten to this point, but yeah, we're um, we are shaping up for a very very fascinating final night of uh, of nine six a football. Um, as far as some stats from this game, let's see. You had um, for Plano, um, like I said, it was not a not a pretty night for the offense. You know, I mentioned earlier the passing numbers and whatnot, just one hundred nine yards, three interceptions. Uh, Tylen Hines did have a productive game though overall. He um you know he rushes ten times for seventy four yards, so right around seven and a half per carry. He's also the team's leading receiver as they had to work a much more kind of a uh, you know kind of a uh, you know a nickel and dime work a lot of the underneath stuff in the passing game and you know Hines comes away with uh, with seven catches for 47 yards Cody Chris the other running back you know uh, four catches for 41 yards so again that's where you're just you're seeing that the uh, you know kind of the trickle down effect of not having your uh, your top three pass catchers and Plano having to rely so much on its running backs in the passing game to come through um, just say again a completely different approach on offense for Plano in this game given the uh, you know the injuries and them being so short-handed um, wide and then with Boyd you had a game where I mean it was much more uh, kind of the kind of the game script that Boyd would love going forward it was the it was the perfect kind of game you want to see out of Carter Whitefield. You know, we went five for eleven. You know, for a hundred and eleven yards with uh, with two touchdowns, and he adds two more touchdowns on the ground on uh, you know twelve carries for forty yards rushing. Jake Fex, who you know when Tyler Shaw went down with an injury against Jesuit, Jake Fex, who was one of their staples in the secondary, he was called into duty to have to play um you know as their lead running back. And I mean, he's just, I mean, you could probably slide Fex in anywhere and he's going to be productive. You know, he had 14 carries for 108 yards. And then uh, through the year, he had that one catch for 48 yards. He was their leading receiver. Uh, Kareem Coleman, who had a touchdown there in the fourth quarter, he had, uh, you know, two catches for 32 yards. Um, so, yeah, game on, man. The, uh, the Crosstown showdown, it never seems to lack in intensity over in McKinney ISD. And especially now that all of a sudden now there could very well be a playoff berth on the line. Um, there's going to be a, it's going to be a juicy, juicy game on Friday at seven o'clock at a McKinney ISD stadium. 
Um, and all the while, you know, Plano's got a, uh, again, Plano has to beat Prosper for the second straight year. Plano's playoff hopes rest on their ability to score a, a win over Prosper on the final night of the regular season. Um, they came up short in that pursuit last year. Um, and we'll see. Prosper's, again, I know the results against Allen and Jesuit weren't pretty, but Prosper's still a, 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 a damn formidable team. And, you know, especially when you consider that now there's a scenario in place. So, if, I mean, if Plano makes the playoffs, then Prosper's going to be in the Division Two bracket. But if Plano ISD gets shut out of the playoffs, if the Wildcats miss out, then Prosper would jump up to the Division One bracket alongside Allen. So, again, you kind of wonder how they'll approach it from that standpoint because their entire playoff outlook could change on Friday. They know that they're in and whatnot, but as far as bouncing from one bracket to the other, I mean, it's a completely different landscape if, uh, you know, if Prosper ends up going D1. So... Yeah, that game's going to be fascinating as well. It's um, never a dull moment in this district, and uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't expect any less. So it should be fun. I mean, yeah, I'll be back on Monday on the podcast to uh, you know to kind of break down the uh, you know do a little bit more table setting for the uh, for the week ahead. But yeah, man, what a uh, what a crazy Friday night in nine six a. And yeah, that'll wrap it up for this uh, rapid reaction for the uh, Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Um, once again, McKinney Boyd, 28, Plano 0. Um, and yeah, just uh, buckle up, folks. It's going to be a wild, wild ride to the finish line. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.